is is interesting in that it's things I should know, mm-hmm. but I don't want to. I don't want to think about them anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah but they it's... do generate interest in the form of clicks. Like, those news stories are getting way more mm-hmm. views than what we're going to talk about, I'm sure. Yes, how can you sure. how can you possibly turn away from the car wreck of every story in the news? Mm-hmm. Well, with this show. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what we're True. here for, I guess. So, anyway... <laughs> Uh, hey Jeff, what's been getting you through the last two weeks? Oh boy, uh, I went and saw a lot of movies in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but I guess with the strike, it would be technically, though I am not a current or future member of uh, either of the. Hey, never, unions. never say never, man. Mm-hmm, true. Um, I'm Hold not on. a uh, current or aspiring member. Have. The unions called for a uh, boycott. No, but in the regulations for the strike, promotion of struck productions is considered scabbing. Oh, yeah, I did hear that. Okay, so you're saying you don't want to promote these things. So I've seen the the movies that were that came out. That's it. I've seen, okay. them. I've seen all the ones that without, people are memeing about. Without getting into specifics, were there any that you liked? Um, well, I think that the audacity of shooting a biopic largely on IMAX film is, uh, an insane person's gambit, and it's much like, much like going to see Bo is Afraid, the three-hour Ari Aster movie about how he doesn't love his mom enough or whatever, uh, Yeah, getting to see that on IMAX and then getting to see, uh, unnamed universal pictures uh biopic <laughs> on on IMAX like those are not the type of movies usually i'm expecting to see like a big cgi head that looks like josh brolin and he's like captain america i hate your whole your whole ass i'm going to kill you that's mm-hmm. the type of thing you see on an IMAX screen but to see like character dramas really weird um, but I like it. I like that that happens. I think that that's good for the movie industry. Mm, okay. Um, I <laughs> I likened it in my letterbox review, uh, which I realized right after I posted it, like, oh, yeah, that probably counts as promotion, but I'm not that worried about it. Nobody's, I'm not an influencer. Um, no one is going to letterbox to see what movies they're gonna see. They go to letterbox <laughs> to to have their already formed opinions reinforced yeah. by other people. Um, but I I likened it to if Michelangelo had learned the art of uh, chainsaw sculpture and then decided that he was going to carve his statue of David with a chainsaw instead. But he, it still needed to be just as detailed and beautiful. Uh, like, hmm. yeah, I guess you technically could do that. Usually we just make, like, cool bears and gorillas and stuff. But, like, there's no reason you couldn't do high art, I guess, with a chainsaw. The more I hear you talk about <laughs> movies, Jeff, the more I think that we could not have more different approaches to movies. Because I don't know why, but... The way that you describe movies make when you like them makes me hate them even more. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think that technical aspects aside, uh, this was a like Oppenheimer was a good movie. It was like it's worth watching even if you don't 
get to see it on the biggest possible screen but we we weren't saying the name should we can uh, you go back and bleep it no i just decided to give up that bit um, <laughs> but it's 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 a it's a quality film even if you don't see it on the the giantest possible screen like i did um but seeing it on the giant possible giantest possible screen highlighted the technical aspects for me which i think are um impressive and worthy of discussion interesting i've been very much appreciating how much barbie has been blowing alpenheimer out of the water in box office returns over the last uh since it came out yeah i also saw that one and pretty good uh another it's weird that those two movies ended up being framed as like opposites because they are both movies that are like they have a title of a thing people have heard of and have a like director attached who's a big crowd pleaser and they're both like largely spectacle movies that are designed for you to to like get you to go to the theater so it's mm. uh, it's weird like well, they're just they're not they, opposite they're similar it's just because they refuse to change their opening weekends that's the only reason so then any two things that are being compared have to be opposites yeah well it was i will say they're kind of going for opposite audiences i think maybe the, I don't know. the way that they're advertised everyone i know who's interested in one is definitely also interested in the other it's it's hard because Barbie on the surface seems like it's it's the girl movie and Oppenheimer's the boy movie, but uh, people what if gender's a social construct instead. Yeah, there's that <laughs> that element of it means that people forget <coughs> boys are boys are crazy about a Greta Gerwig movie. All the Is that all true? the I guess all so. the all the movie boys, all the movie nerds are like. Ugh, one of the the co-writer and star of Francis Ha is directing a Barbie movie. I gotta get out there to see that one. <laughs> Except, I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it's necessary to frame this female-centered movie through. Well, will male movie fans like it? <laughs> no, I don't think that the producers were thinking about that at all. I think it is a, um, I think it is a thing that people have not considered in the surface level analysis of like, um, the the stark contrast uh and on the other end oppenheimer stars killian murphy at his absolute like hottest that he's ever been in his life see i genuinely when i've seen trailers for oppenheimer i'm like is he supposed to be a zombie in this movie (laughs) because he looks like he's wearing zombie makeup i've seen nothing but thirst about it Ugh. He looks so gross, yes. though. The weird thing is, when I think of Killian Murphy, I think about him 10, 20 years ago? I don't know. Whenever he first started being in Things Girl with the pearl earring when he was a uh, scarecrow. And thinking about him then, but then when I looked up pictures of him now, I was like, oh my god, he's aged so badly. I also think, like, I, I think that they were trying to make him look more... Juan, is that the way you pronounce that word? Yes. When? No, you're right. Juan, um, because of like Oppenheimer's famously being a very gaunt and sort of uh, like handsomely, uh, like handsome scarecrow vibe. Yeah, I was gonna say he, he was perfectly cast as a scarecrow because <laughs> he, he does. Yes. He does look just like J. Robert yeah. Oppenheimer, though. <laughs> yeah, and that's fine, but I don't think like no one's going to the 
to see Oppenheimer because they think Killian Murphy is hot. I think that's a crazy thing that you said. No, uh, I think I'd they have are. to disagree there, though. <laughs> I think people are, because people are. There's always somebody Why? weird enough to do that. Yeah. I guess. The, the big... He looks so hot, so much hotter in everything else he's ever done, though. <laughs> yeah, but everybody's already watched Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Uh, plus, in this one, he gets to be naked with Florence Pugh, and everyone's probably excited about that. Oh, no, Florence Pugh's in this? Mm. Yeah. I was gonna watch she's it, good. I she's good. She? I'm getting, everyone's getting Pew fatigue, but she's good. She's good in things. Ugh. Not according to Louisa, who's like, yeah. Pew. <laughs> you know when someone's voice is like the opposite of ASMR to you? That's what Florence Pew's voice is to me. <laughs> yeah, she's got that kind of like husky vocal fry voice, but which she shouldn't have because she's like 24. Yeah. Um, But she does vape, so you know. <laughs> she vapes. Also, she uh, swallows cigarettes whole. Um, <laughs> she doesn't smoke them, though. That's very important. Yeah, she wants to. She wants it to really scratch on the way down. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. It was interesting. I don't think I knew anything about uh, Oppenheimer before. Mm-hmm. They said in the movie that Jay doesn't stand for anything, but that's not true. It stands for Julius. Yeah, they lied. What a weird thing. Well, wait, was this, like, him saying it in the movie? Because he was like, he didn't want people to know about him? Because that is true of him. No, I think someone just kind of offhandedly says it when introducing him to someone else. Um, I do think that if you were, like, if you were introducing a friend of yours who you don't know super well, and you're like, hey, this is my friend Jay Kowalski, and they're like, oh, what's the J stand for? I'd be like, I don't fucking know. I would have said his first name if I knew. (laughs) So fuck off. (laughs) This is why uh, every- Matt makes so many friends at parties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, everyone calls him Oppie in the movie sometimes, and that's fun. Yeah, it makes him sound like a Pokemon. Yeah, they're all they'll they'll chant Oppie, Oppie, and he'll uh, get an extreme close up of his face while it looks like the Mr. Krabs meme, mm-hmm. where everything's blurred around his head. <laughs> uh, it does that. It does that a lot because you know. He's a weirdo, but... He should be the meme with the calculations around his head, because he's a math guy. Mm, that's true. No, he's... He has a beautiful mind. <laughs> Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, he's got an imaginary Paul Bettany who follows him yeah. around. It did have the vibe of a movie like that, um, except, like, instead of being corny, uh, you get Killian Murphy doing a lot of, like, subtle face, uh, face acting. <laughs> mm-hmm. So okay. he, like, really gets across, like, Oh, this guy's already done the calculations, and it's stressing him out. <laughs> we don't That's need to see good. the calculations or have it externalized as as a Paul Bettany because he's mm. done it and he's upset. Here, I have a question though about a movie, the movie A Knight's Tale. What if that was also a beautiful mind situation where nobody but Heath Ledger could see Paul Bettany? Can we prove mm. that it's not? I don't think we can. We I can't because seen the movie in 15 years. That's so why I'm we can't say, prove it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's very bad. And people will tell you, no, it's good. Movie snobs just don't like it. No, it is bad, though. It's a very bad movie, is the thing. Um, but how do you consider that they sing Queen songs, even though it's set in the Middle Ages? Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's bad in a way that is, like, fun. No. I wish yeah. that people could be more accepting of, like... <laughs> This thing I like isn't aiming to be good, so I don't have mm-hmm. to defend it as good. I see what you're saying, and I believe that there are exceptions, yes. For this movie, I think it's just purely bad, and it makes me mad when people talk about how good it is. 
I just yeah. watched it again a couple years ago, and I was like, damn it, it's worse than I remembered. I, I, I've never enjoyed this film, so... Yeah. I I think I only ever saw it when it first came out and I genuinely don't remember anything about it, but uh that's fine. I like Heath Ledger. He seems good and I like Paul Bettany, so yeah. probably a good movie is what I'm going to say. Do you like Shen Sussman with her hair uh done as if she stuck her finger in a light socket because that's how she looks in all her movies, I guess. I don't I guess. know who that is, but I do like sausages. There we go. Now we're talking. So are we? Uh, before we get too far away, I do want to talk about how you said about, like, the fact that Barbie and Oppenheimer both appealed to mass audiences. And I think that's true. But I think the reason that Barbie is outstripping Oppenheimer in the box office over time is because when you only make when you only make one movie a year for an audience, they really have to go see it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that for tween girls and adult women who remember being tween girls like barbie is a must-see movie whereas me a guy who is a genuine physics nerd and has read a biography of oppenheimer i'm probably not going to see it till it comes into home screens because i don't need to see that on the big big screen yeah i've seen 10 movies about big explosions in the last year (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah it's it's an interesting thing because like the Barbie is PG-13 and, like, just about two hours. Oppenheimer is R and a solid three hours. Jesus Christ. So the fact that Barbie ha- is, like, making double makes sense. Mm-hmm. It well, should be making way more than double. <laughs> I think uh, I think it I also helps to make double that people want to see it more than once. That's what I've seen. A lot of people saying that. So you know, what? I should say it may it would make sense if Oppenheimer was making much less than half of what Barbie has made. I don't want to say like Barbie is underperforming. It's more that Oppenheimer is overperforming, despite the fact that it is only making half as much as Barbie. I will say I um I went to see Barbie on the opening night uh, because my wife really wanted to see it, and I I wanted to see it too. Um, and when we got there, there was a group of I don't know, 60, uh, maybe 13 and 14 year old girls in pink who cheered every time anyone bought a ticket to Barbie. (laughs) They were just standing in the lobby, getting excited for everyone going to see Barbie. And that's great. You're not going to get that with Oppenheimer. You're not going to get a bunch of dour nerds wearing trench coats, standing around clapping when you buy a ticket for Oppenheimer, (laughs) you know? I think the movies still don't understand that a lot of times older audiences and women especially will make going to the movie an event. So it's not that they want to go see the movie. That's not the point. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm all my friends, we're going to dress up in pink or we're going to go see this movie and then we're going to go to this bar or whatever. Like they turn it into an event and then they're like, oh, I want to go see it again with my other friends and do this other thing. And yep. still, still um, the movie studios don't really understand that phenomenon. True. Yeah, there's there were a lot of people at, I went to Barbie on opening day because I was able to get a ticket to it. Um, And there were a lot of people in pink. Oh, sorry. Was that a brag that we were all supposed to be like, wow, after? No, that was me being uh, (laughs) frustrated that I, despite the fact that I bought my ticket in like the beginning of June, I couldn't get an Oppenheimer uh, IMAX ticket until a week after it opened. (laughs) Um, like I checked because New York City only has like four movie theaters, though, right? There's so many movie theaters. I think the issue is just that 
the the Lincoln Square AMC has one of the uh actually I think it's like two dozen now full size IMAX screens in the country. Mm-hmm. Um and so all the movie people are gonna go see it on that screen if they live anywhere in the New York City metropolitan area. Yeah. Um because yeah. you won't be able to see it as like on a screen like that otherwise. Real estate is so expensive in New York that to have an IMAX theater, you must be losing money, right? Like You must be displacing 11 families <laughs> uh, well, that yes. could be living in that space. Well, but- the entire Lincoln Square uh, neighborhood was, it, they demolished a neighborhood called San Juan Hill where the West Side Story oh, takes God. place yeah. Uh, yeah. back in the 60s, so. But, my point being... That those movie theaters must just have theaters there for the prestige of it because they cannot be making money on their tickets enough to pay their rent, right? They I, must support themselves with the rest of their business. I think they might own the space at this point because it's an AMC theater. That's a big business. But property taxes and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that just like every other screen in a movie theater they make their money off of popcorn and uh soda and they don't make any they barely break even on selling tickets that's my guess yeah Yeah. but even so like uh all the theaters that pop up around anywhere i've ever been you know suburbia they're mostly on pretty much empty lots on the side of the highway and then they turn (laughs) into a movie theater so you do have to pay your construction costs but your land taxes your uh city fees those are gonna be like nothing yeah, and they're wonder, still barely doing it. <laughs> I think studios might pay this theater money mm, to do premiere events. That because would make the, sense. Okay, the, like if a like uh, what was that? No Hard Feelings, that Jennifer Lawrence movie had its New York red carpet premiere at the Lincoln Square Theater. Um, yeah, so okay. like probably studios pay money for that stuff. In addition to the fact that it is basically like a landmark kind of theater at this point um it's i discovered re-listening to the lonely islands song uh uh lazy sunday where they go see the chronic what Ulls of narnia yep yes um that that the theater i go to all the time is the one they go to in the song because oh, <laughs> they say they're going to the upper west side and then they say oh that cupcake place is right around the corner one day I did the I had the math appear around my head when I saw the cupcake <laughs> oh, place around say the one, corner. One day you did a recreation of the ex- events that happened in that song. Yeah, I got a baker's dozen of cupcakes mm-hmm. and went and smoked a bunch of weed and saw the Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> that honestly sounds great. Yeah, that does sound like a pretty solid day, actually. <laughs> Those magnolia cupcakes are good too. Sorry, go on. I was going to say, are you saying that the Cupcake Place is still in business after the Cupcake Place boom has died out? Those must be some pretty good cupcakes. They were around yeah. before the Cupcake Place boom, boom too. Yeah, Mag- They've been around a long impressive. time and they're good. Magnolia is a place that has like every baked good you can imagine and also serves coffee. So they're, mm. they, the they do good t- business. <laughs> okay, the only time I'm ever jealous of people who live in the hellscape that is New York City is when they talk about the bakeries because I've been trying for years to find a good yeah. French 
pastry place in southern New Jersey, and there just aren't any. Because you know what? You go to a place that's called a bakery, and when you walk in, it's all fucking cannolis. I'm not trying to be racist. They're literally all (laughs) just Italian, not even baked goods, fried goods. You can't call yourself a bakery. Go fuck yourself. You have this exact same rant like four times a year about cannolis. I know. It still makes me mad. I I would take a German bakery, but no, it's all just Italian. I think think you're right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Speak on that. No, uh, I say what you were going to say. I just wanted to support Matt. The Italians are bad. Okay. (laughs) I was going to say, I think there's no culture in the United States to support a good bakery because people are not going to go out and go, oh, yes, I will uh, take, you know, four croissants for $10, please. Thank you. That's great. I'm so glad to have good quality croissants. No, they're going to be like four for $10. I am never doing this again. Yeah. Part of the issue is the the death of the walkable town. Like, the reason a place like New York can support... Like, I can walk three minutes and go to a place called Parisi Bakery, which is exactly what Matt wants, a little French bakery, and get Mm -hmm. uh, croissants or little, uh, like, thumbprint cookies and, like, every kind of goddamn thing you can imagine. um, Because people are walking around. Yeah. Yep. They're, They're walking here. Um, yeah, that should so, be the New York City tourism slogan. <laughs> hey, you're hey, walking here. hey, you could be walking here. <laughs> I've I just was watching the most recent season of What We Do in the Shadows because Louisa said it gets good again. So I was watching it, and yes, the new season is the first good season they've had in many years. <laughs> so that's exciting. Mm, I don't agree with that part, but I'm glad you're enjoying it. <laughs> Uh, last year's season was the worst shit ever. Uh, I had that's the one I still have to watch. Oh, you didn't man. like Horrible oh, Baby man. Colin? Yeah, Horrible Baby Colin. <laughs> the nightclub is stupid. It's just like they really lost the plot of what was supposed to be good about the show. But Which anyway, is that it doesn't have a plot. <laughs> exactly. Like it's so full of incident, whereas the original concept of the show is like, what if vampires but boring? Yeah. Um, but the the new season, there's an episode where one of their neighbors is running for local government office and he's trying to win the gay vote and he has a t shirt that says, Hey, I'm being gay over here <laughs> <laughs> And I really I went online to see if they sold those shirts, but they don't. Oh, that's excellent. That's very good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, oh, the only thing I was going to mention is I also finished season one of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. I highly recommend it, especially if you're a Star Trek head who tried to watch Discovery and was like, uh, this is two season long plot prestige TV, mm-hmm. not my vibe. Uh, Strange New Worlds is like adventure of the week, fun, uh, Anson Mount as Christopher Pike is such a delight he's so good i I found him very off-puttingly smug in the star trek movie where he played christopher pike he wasn't in a movie he was in discovery oh uh did he not play that was my question when people are like this show is great and anson mount again i'm like what when was he ever in anything before uh he was he played pike on season one or two of discovery Okay. Uh, and people found him a hi- like such a highlight that they just gave him a spinoff, basically. Oh, okay. Huh. Um, the guy I forget the guy who plays Pike in the J.J. Abrams movies, but it's not they don't they don't have any reused actors. There's like a young Spock here, but it's a different guy. Uh, mm-hmm. He's also 
excellent. Yeah, you're not going to get Zachary Quinto for Strange New Worlds. Come on now. Yeah, but Ethan he's, Peck he's is doing, doing American Horror hot... Story, probably. Oh yeah, probably. Uh, I think Ethan Peck is doing a better job than Zachary Quinto did in those movies, but that might just be because uh, the shows that he's been on as Spock so far are significantly better than all of those movies. <laughs> um, except maybe Star Trek Beyond. I like Star Trek Beyond, the only one J.J. Abrams didn't make. Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, Strange New Worlds, good. Highly recommend it. Um, I'm going to move on to season two. Uh they're doing a crossover with the uh, cartoon that I am hesitant about, but uh, <laughs> people have said is positive, so we'll mm, see. People love that cartoon. I don't know I why love, I've never watched it's it. It's good. People love it. Okay. I just see the ads for it, and I'm like, this is just like American Dad or some shit. Like the yeah, it really style. looks like Family Guy yeah. in space. Uh, yeah, like, no, it's... no. <laughs> <laughs> you have to you have to push your brain past the point of being like it looks like every goddamn cartoon for adults. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. But that is that can I know that is harder for other people than it is for me. So um, it's weird that at some point people were like, hey, what if Adult Swim's whole thing is that all the cartoons were really ugly? Yeah. Uh, they did. That's from the beginning. Aqua Teen Hunger Force no. is hideous. <laughs> yes, Aqua Teen Hunger Force is bad, but like, I don't know, Venture Brothers is like genuinely very well animated. Yeah. Eventually. Well, they're both visual guys who really cared about that stuff. Like, hearing them talk yeah. on the director's commentaries about how they wanted a study to look exactly like the Six Million Dollar Man study is like, who cares? I love that they care, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Bruce Greenwood plays Christopher Pike in the reboot movies. Nice. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, that's nothing. But he's one of those guys where you're like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah. So... If his name's uh, anyway. Bruce Greenwood, he would sound like he was a tree, right? And that'd be like a Ooh, tree yeah, in human disguise. That's the name of one of the Ents in uh, mm, Lord of the yes. Rings, I think. There we go. I mean, if just leave it as Bruce Greenwood and he could be an elf. <laughs> Um, Bruce is a weird name for an elf. I will say, even though a lot of <laughs> yeah, them are Australian. Be because... Yeah, I was gonna say they were. It was filmed in New Zealand, Louisa. <laughs> they're all named Bruce. I think. Uh, his real first name is Stuart. He goes by his middle name, Bruce. Mm -hmm. Boo! Stuart Greenwood is a better name for uh, an elf. Yeah, Stu the true. elf. It is pretty fancy. <laughs> anyway, Matt, uh, what's been giving you life these past couple weeks? So I've had a weirdly vampire-centric couple of weeks. You Let say weirdly, as if I didn't expect that, which I did. <laughs> Why? Yeah, that is it's what you're July. like. Because of your whole lifestyle? Is... Yeah, alright, fair enough. Um, so it started with me, like I said, I watched, uh, I got caught up on what we do in the shadows at Louisa's recommendation. Right. And then we got to the end of that and we were like, well, what else should we watch? Um, so we were still in that mood and we, I had suggested before that Jen watch Midnight Mass, which I think I recommended like a year or two ago. Mm -hmm. Um, because we, you know, we liked the haunting of Hill House and the haunting of Bly Manor and it's by the same folks, some of the same folks. So, uh, yeah, we watched that. Still great. Even better the second time. I can't believe how good it is. If you want a Halloween in July, man, this is the one for you. Nice. Um, and then, on Friday night, we both had a pretty rough week at work, and so uh, we both uh, got very drunk and watched Interview with a Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Does it hold up? Had you seen it before? Oh, I had a long time ago, but I forgot how fucking goofy it is. <laughs> It's great. It's so good how 
self-serious it is. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you made this movie now, which I know they did make a newer one, which I haven't watched. Yeah, they did a TV, a TV show, series. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Um, but the if if you made this exact movie now, it would have to be full of like <laughs> we know how corny this is. But there's none of that in this version. <laughs> Everyone is like Yes, I'm so hot, and I'm so dead, you guys. Look at all this blood dripping out of my mouth. It's good. It's just good to watch something that is trying so hard to be a vibe and mm-hmm. failing, but it's still trying, and that's you gotta give it credit for that. That is pretty good. I like that the structure is, you know, very close to romance novel, and mm-hmm. I guess maybe they didn't know what to do with that when they made it into a movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all the corny backstories, like, oh, this guy's so tragic, he never wanted to be a vampire, and all that stuff, like, that was all new at the time, I believe. It's it's wild how horny this movie is, <laughs> for specifically wanting Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> they are constantly on the verge of fucking, and they never do. Well, joke's on them, because uh, Tom Cruise is completely uh, unable to feel human emotions or desires, so... I mean, that's kind of his character in the movie as well. Except he's he has the desi- the emotion of joy when he murders people. Mm, does he have that emotion, or does he just, like, yell and yeah, scream he, a lot? No, he was channeling <laughs> that from real life. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I do like when he comes back as, a like, a skeleton of full-on yes. actual skeleton so after being eaten by an alligator, and he's just playing the piano oh, and God. laughing. <laughs> uh, I mean, God. that was so scary to me. You know, 20 years ago, if I saw it again, is it super corny? Yes, okay. it's so good. It's so funny. <laughs> um, so anyway, Interview with a Vampire, pretty good. The, honestly, the scariest part is still Kirsten Dunst as that little girl who just loves to kill people. Yeah. That's still the scariest part about Kirsten Dunst. Even now in mm-hmm. her 40s, she's a little girl who loves to kill people. It's true. And now she's married to that weird guy. Oh yeah, wide Matt Damon. Uh, Jesse Plemons. I always that's forget his name. His name. I can, yeah, I can never remember his name either. In my mind, I call him Fat Damon, but that's, <laughs> that's a, bad. That's a mean that's nickname. Mean. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, you know, he's a handsome fella, but he does look Is like he... someone uh, stretched horizontally. Matt Damon's face. Um, he's got a weird scrunched up face, which I don't care for. Yeah, that's that's actors these days. That's how you know they're good at acting. <laughs> scrunched up face when i scrunch my face this way that means i'm sad but when i'm scrunched up this face it means i'm really sad the end that's the full range of emotions yeah and killian murphy can do it so subtly that everyone's like oh his face acting amazing he barely scrunched at all yeah i'm i'm amazed that uh that jesse plemons managed to avoid being in uh in Oppenheimer, like everyone what? else is. Josh Peck is in that movie, you, like everyone. You could it. not have Matt Damon as General What's His Face and Jesse Plemons in there at the same time. People would be like, "Wait, isn't that guy a general? Why is he over here in civilian clothes?" They put a but they put a lot of people who look kind of alike. There's one guy who I'm like, that that guy looks kind of like Josh from Drake and Josh, and then later Josh from Drake and Josh plays a different character. He's also in the movie. <laughs> They're doing the Game of Thrones method of casting where you're constantly like, is this the same guy? I can't tell. (laughs) God, they're all named like Ned or Ed or Bob or Rob or Steve. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I remember that there was one guy who had a non-real name like Blav and then everyone's (laughs) like, no, no, that's every other character. (laughs) 
I can't believe that there were two different guys named Rob on Game of Thrones that were really important. Yes. I mean, I guess that is what happens in real life. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, but... That's maybe the most realistic historical thing. Like, people always want to complain about Game of Thrones, that they love the historical aspects of it, even though it's fake. That was probably the most realistic one, that everyone's named one of three names, because there's only three names. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Plus, I mean, Rob Stark is explicitly named after Robert Baratheon, like, on purpose. So that happens when you have, uh, I don't know, that type of family power structure. People are doing those kind of tributes. Yep. I also think it's fun because if you were a peasant in those days and you had a new king, you'd be like, is this the same as the other one? Or is this a new guy? I don't care. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. (laughs) Exactly. That's what Bruce Springsteen told us. (laughs) No. (laughs) This new king has the same name that I have. (laughs) Like, everybody has the same name. There's only three names. Mm -hmm. Everyone's John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, vampires in July. It's hey. a new thing. It's the new trend. Louisa, what did you do to be happy this week? I have been enjoying summer produce. I know this is corny of me. Corny, do you get it? Because I've been eating nothing but tomatoes and corn. And I love uh-huh. it for like uh, a month and a half out of the year. I fucking love it. There's Nothing gets better than that for a meal. Do you ever feel like, Louisa, you've been ramping up your whole life to being an old lady? Yes! <laughs> Let me get set up properly to be an old lady and I will do it! Have you oh, been we- ramping up, though? Have you been collecting the the wild uh, onion ramps? Uh, no, but if wow. anyone... Wow, Jeff, hold no, on. No, I have a good joke here! Okay. No, Jeff, but if anyone comes into my garden and steals my ramps, oh, I will put such a curse on them, you would not believe it. They're gonna have to give me their firstborn daughter, for sure. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. You're gonna turn them into a puppet man, like a Pinocchio would do. <laughs> Did we talk about Pinocchio on the air? No, fuck, that was before we started recording. <laughs> Shit. Listen, it's fine. Everybody's yeah. got Pinocchio top of mind because of how popular and beloved that story is. It's the thing, I like, can't. every breath you take, every movie, no, every breath you take has, like, a, a one particle of the Julius Caesar's oh, last Pinocchio's breath in it. In it. Every yeah. podcast you make has 1% Pinocchio content, automatically. Can I ask, I really want you guys to think before you answer this, because I'm really pondering it right now. If you were talking to someone and you asked them what their favorite fairy tale was, Mm -hmm. and they said Pinocchio, how would you feel about that person? I would think they were trying to impress me by seeming smart. Neutral. Yeah, I think I would think they were the boringest person I'd ever (laughs) met in my life. That overlaps with the thing I said a lot, to be honest. Yeah. Jeff? I mean, I... I, w- I it wouldn't affect my opinion. I tend not to <laughs> care about people's uh, media opinions in terms of my opinion of who they are. I mean, I don't think it's a. I- I'm thinking about it more in a terms of like answer these five questions and we'll tell you what kind of what your astrological star sign is or something like. If you only <laughs> had this piece of knowledge about a person to form an opinion about whether you wanted to keep talking to them or not. It would be really strange if the first thing I learned was that they really liked Pinocchio. That would be a little (laughs) off-putting. Right. If they were wearing, like, a Pinocchio t-shirt, you'd be like, what? If you went to Disney World and somebody was there dressed in, like, um... What is that? Disney, Disney blasting? What's that called? Disney bounding. Thank Did you, you say Disney blasting? blasting? No! The yeah. opposite! The opposite of Disney blasting. <laughs> Disney bounding as Pinocchio, you would be like this person. There's something wrong with this person, right? 
I just assume that about every adult at Disney parks. Especially if they're Disney blasting, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. For sure. Corn, potatoes, tomatoes, all these things are very good. Are potatoes a summer crop? The new potatoes. And I know people associate those with spring, but in this area, you get a lot of them right now. And they're Make very good. the new potatoes, same as the old same potatoes. Same as the old potatoes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Bruce Springsteen said. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> he loved to sing about the Garden State and its many types of produce. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Fair. Uh, tomatoes especially... Man, God, I love a salted tomato. The older I get, the more boring I get. A really good in-season tomato with some smoked sea salt on it. Fucking incredible. This is disgusting. (laughs) No, you are wrong. I can't abide a raw tomato. It's disgusting. (laughs) Is it too wet? Because you can salt them and drain them and then... It's so goopy inside. It's just full of, like, mucus. Yeah, that's fine. You eat bananas. I don't want to hear about eating mucus or not. Bananas They're not are good. goopy. Bananas are firm. They're like a yeah. like if nature grew a cake for you. You have <laughs> to eat them before they start to at all go brown, and then yeah. they're Gross. they're a solid object. Gross. I like them when they are just starting to go a little brown. Disgusting. That's a good, that's a good texture. <laughs> it's better than a tomato. That's like no. A, like, you have to gnaw through an, a plastic outer layer, and then it's just a ball full of, like, loose jello. Uh, that plastic layer is the good part. Ugh, is it? It's all bad. <laughs> I mean, I like all of it, so I can't complain. But it has to be really in season. But then, I think people forget that when you have one that's even slightly out of season, it might look great, but it tastes like nothing. And an in-season tomato, oh my god, it tastes like marinara it tastes like everything you've ever had that has tomatoes in it and it's super sweet and it's super sour it's amazing if i ate that i would be like i wish that i was eating the good things that have cooked tomatoes in them though (laughs) you see but then you can have a nice caprese salad with some mozzarella cheese and a basil yeah i don't mind a caprese salad you know what i can get on board with the cherry tomatoes because there's enough of the firm stuff to balance out the goop that it's okay when you get like a big old tomato there's just the ratio is so off there's so much goop inside and not enough fruit part Mm, see i don't mind it heirloom tomatoes often have a lot of goop you're right but i do like that You should. Would you eat the goop without the outer part? If somebody Ew. just gave you a bowl of the goop, <laughs> would you eat it? Oh, what? Would Ew. it be seasoned? Like, what? What are my circumstances here? I get salt, right? You could season it however you want. Okay. You just there's no. They, somebody took. Somebody thought that this was like an avocado, mm-hmm. and they cut it in half and scooped out the inside mm-hmm. and just put it. Gave it. Gave it to you. Yes, I would. There's a Spanish dish where you rub raw tomatoes onto bread just to get all their pulps onto the rough bread surface. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I would eat that. That actually doesn't sound too bad, because the the bread would absorb the goop, and then you'd be texturally fine. Yeah. So I hope everyone can enjoy some delicious produce. It's also plum and peach season around here, so... Yeah, I, I just... I went to the grocery store yesterday and I was planning on getting peaches, but there weren't any. They were all sold out, but they had the most beautiful plums, so I got a handful of plums. That's nice. So juicy. So yep. cold. Put them in the it ice is box. nice. I, I've never been a huge fan of New Jersey, despite the fact that I live here. Um, <laughs> but it is nice how often you go and the grocery store is just like, 
all the the shipped produce is over there, but this whole aisle is just fresh new produce that was grown within a mile of here. Yeah. And it's like really nice fresh stuff. All the things here are 50 cents a pound. And you're like, holy shit, I'm going to be eating so much corn. (laughs) It's so cheap. Yep. (laughs) Yes. I mean, I'm going to be eating so much corn either way because of how good corn is. Yeah. Yeah. I I love to cut it off the cob. I like to eat it raw. You can. People will tell you you can't, but you totally can. But I like to cut it off the cob and then put it in a hot skillet for three minutes without moving it so it gets charred just on one side. Mmm. So good. Do you put anything in that skillet first? Butter a little bit or oil of oil or anything? Oil. A little bit of oil. You don't want to use butter because it'll burn, but you can put butter on them afterwards. Hmm. Yeah. I, um... You do have to cover the pan because they do pop out like popcorn when they start to char. Fun. <laughs> and they, they will spring six feet through the air and land on every surface in your kitchen. So you got to watch out for that. <clears throat> Every time I ever go to a barbecue and someone is making grilled corn, there are, mm. there's always a moment where someone's like, oh, well, no one else wants any more corn, but we still have, you know, six years of corn left. And I always feel like a superhero because I'm like, I will eat all that <laughs> corn for sure. I volunteer as tribute. Yeah. When we went away for my birthday to that cabin, I think I had eight years of corn that one oh, night. So many. Yeah, I tried to make enough for everybody, but some people didn't want any, I guess. Almost no one wanted it, but that was fine, because I wanted all of it. It was so good. Ah, corn. Anyway, that's enough. I recommend corn and other produce at your local market. Corn and corn-derived byproducts. Except you can find something that has corn syrup in it at the grocery store. No! (laughs) Mm. I bet you can. Love that. Condensed down to just what I like. Mm -hmm. The syrup. Mm, That's true. But what do we do on this podcast? Well, on this show, we allow the algorithm to determine for us what news stories we would find interesting, and then we bring one to discuss here amongst the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, I am on the Google News site recommended for me. I had to click around a lot to get to news stories that weren't a bummer, mm-hmm. but on the technology page, I found one that says, Samsung could start mass production of its Ura Ring Challenger soon. What? I don't know how much you guys know about this. Nope. I have no idea what any of those words mean when used in that order. So I think it was like a year ago, some a startup company released a product called the Ura Ring, which is a the the quote unquote latest trend in wearable technology. It's like a ring, like a finger ring that you wear, mm-hmm. and it tracks your hand movements so that you can use it to control computer devices in various ways. It sounds like it some real nerd terrible. bullshit. Okay. <laughs> I was going to yes. say, all right. Like, I keep on getting, I, I'm very interested in the latest technology stuff because, you know, that's always been something that interested me, even if I didn't necessarily want to buy it. So I've been keeping up on this trend because I'm fascinated by it because it's so wildly impractical. It reminds me of Google Glass. Yeah. Where... I wanted so badly to get a Google Glass because I knew that it was going to collapse horribly mm-hmm. because it's just not, it's not what people want a computer to do. Yeah. Like, it's wild how many times technology companies invest so much time and effort into making a thing that no one has ever wanted. No one, like, it does, it's like the opposite of find a need and fill a need. It There's no need. Mm-hmm. You're trying to create a new need. But it doesn't make any sense. That's most of what it's, tech development is nowadays. 
Yeah. I guess so. It's so much easier to control your phone by just hitting buttons on the phone. <laughs> if I need to put my phone down and then wave my hand over it to to control it like some kind of demented conductor, <laughs> that's that's so much more work. I don't know why anyone would want to do that. But you're intrigued at the same time. I mean, I love technologies that are absolute cul-de-sacs that will never go anywhere, so I'm very interested in it. <laughs> and do you think, um, I know you, you like the Green Lantern, do you think that's part of the reason you like this ring idea? I don't like this ring idea. Oh, okay. I mean, I think it's cool, but uh -huh. I, I think it's stupid also. <laughs> you think it's cool and you wish uh, everyone would stop saying bad things about it. <laughs> you wanted to finally notice all the messages you've been sending it. Mm -hmm. I just wish... I feel like there are areas where technology could fill people's needs, yeah. and this isn't it. Yeah, and it's weird that people want people have missed that no one wants this. You know, it's weird to me which things get just like accepted and swept under the rug when they're actually very cool, like those bone conducting headphones, which are very good mm -hmm. for a lot of regular uses and for people with uh, specific hearing needs. And that's super cool that they're able to invent such a thing. But, like, nobody cares. It's just a thing. Yeah. Also, like, I don't think they make those in a form that people can get very easily, right? I know people who have them. Yeah, no, I think they're expensive, them. but yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. That's the thing, though, right? Like, it's the same thing with VR. I, I spoke many years ago when I first got my first VR headset about how incredible the experience of using a VR headset at home is. And I still think that's true. I still use mine from time to time. But I recognize that it's never going to take off because the barrier for entry is so high in terms of cost. Mm -hmm. And unless you know you're going to love it before you buy it, it, like, no one's willing to take that risk. And I feel like getting a fucking... $1,100 tech ring that's going to control your phone <laughs> is like that without there any possibility of you liking it at the end. <laughs> yeah, I guess the only way you can take off is if it looks cool and because it's a ring you wear, like it's a status symbol, other people will see you wearing it. Yeah, but even then, the thing about status symbols is that it needs to convey value even to people who don't know what it is. Yeah. And every version of this ring I've seen the outside of the ring just looks like the kind of like pewter rings that you would get out of a 50 cent uh, gachapon <laughs> machine. Damn. You remember a hell of a long time ago when there were news articles and stuff telling you not to wear your um, Apple headphones because they were white, like their prestige thing was that they were white and no one else was mm. making white headphones. So if you were wearing them in public, people could see them and they knew that you they were connected to an expensive iPhone in your pocket and they would mug you. That's bizarre. <laughs> I do remember people saying that on the news and stuff, yeah. but I don't remember ever hearing any oh, stories yeah. of that actually happening to anyone. Yeah, no, I, I don't believe it happened either. But the the fact is... And the reason this, like, urban legend worked is everyone did recognize that if you had white headphones, you were, like, a prestige, super expensive iPhone user at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, but, like, it took it took the dollar store headphone industry uh, not a very long time to start making white headphones. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people can make these knockoff rings, too, that look like these rings. But yeah, I'm saying true. if people... Ex 
But they won't because this will right. This will never become a status symbol because it looks like it doesn't look special in any way. Yeah. Plus, I think that you can get for pretty cheap those rings that have a bunch of LEDs around that will be like a scrolling sign. <laughs> and that's way that's way more of a status symbol. Yeah. You just make it say, I'm rich, and then everyone will know. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, well, that guy seems rich. <laughs> yeah. Something about it. ring keeps flashing between I'm rich and big dick, so I think <laughs> he's a pretty cool guy. <laughs> hey, check out Large Richard over there. Mm-hmm. He's very He's very wealthy. <laughs> yep dumb sorry (laughs) so sorry i do also think it's pretty wild that people are sinking hundreds of millions of dollars into developing this technology that is basically sign language a little bit do you think it's take a class it's because of dr strange do you think that's why yeah the really successful dr strange enough to make that (laughs) Happen. There must be some nerd who saw it and was like, oh, what if he could? What if he could control a bunch of stuff with hand movements? What if it's Every fucking of- fantasy thing in the world, though, does that, where it's like, oh, well, in order to do to cast spells, I need to twitch my fingers in some stupid way. What if instead of unlocking a portal to a secret dimension, uh, you could unlock your phone? Yeah, what if instead of using this ring to fight against Thanos, I could use this ring to play an idle game on my phone? Mm, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's the closest you'll get. <clears throat> yep. Who wants to fight Thanos anyway? He's scary. He's really big. Oh, God. I would I would just be like, yeah, fine, Thanos. You're in charge now. Yeah. yeah. You're so big. Fingers crossed that, like, I'm not one of those 50%, but... <clears throat> you know what? I kind of hope I am one of those. <laughs> yeah, they got better. <laughs> and God. it seems like it's not that big. Like, you're going to die anyway. Mm. And that seems like a pretty good way to go. At least it's quick. Must Is have it? Felt re- Spider-Man. No, Spider-Man seemed really upset bad. about it. Well, that's dumb. <laughs> that We've talked about this before, for sure. Yeah. But the idea that him snapping his fingers would take a different amount of time for different people to do it doesn't make any fucking sense at all. That is how computers work, though. What if that gauntlet is just a computer on a level that we don't understand, so it seems like magic? How is that like how computers work? Well, when you tell them to delete files, sometimes they delete them at different speeds. Yeah, because they are bigger or smaller files. Yeah. Are you saying that Spider-Man had more reality in him yes. than Black Panther? <laughs> yeah, no, like he's... those apps that use all your energy and you can't figure out why he's one of those. Exactly. <laughs> it's because Spider-Man is much stronger than he seems. Uh, he's very dense with powerful so spider Black muscles. Panther. <laughs> no, that's all in his suit. Mm, true. No, well, that's not true. It's not he's all in his suit, but like... All of the, like, energy absorption stuff that give, makes him super duper strong is in the suit. He could just be, like, Captain America strong. Yeah. Without it. Yeah, well. That's not that, as good yes. as Spider-Man. Spider-Man's much stronger than Captain America. That's not even what we're debating. Is <laughs> Spider-Man stronger than Black Panther is the question. I think Black Panther is only about as strong as Captain America. How does Spider-Man I, enter into this? Did we see... I think we've seen Black Panther fight captain america in winter soldier and i think black panther kicked captain america's ass we see them running side by side in infinity war and they are keeping pace with one another that was what i was basing my judgment on 
Yeah, but running speed and fighting ability are two different metrics, you must admit. Yeah. I don't fair. think can Spider-Man run at all? He never Have learned. Ever seen him run? Yeah, this is what I'm saying. What if in order to gain his spider powers, he lost the ability to run quickly <laughs> because he's like expecting there to be four more legs around and there just aren't. Yeah, he has to do it like that <laughs> co-op game where you have to press the keyboard yeah, mm-hmm. and your guy runs all terrible. Mm-hmm. He's got tank controls now. <laughs> yeah, he um, that's why his uh, that's why his little Spider-Man booties are uh, are flat-footed because he knows that he can't run anyway, so he doesn't mm-hmm. need the support. I would like there to be more things where, in order to get superpowers, you have to give up some of your human powers. Like, yes, I can shoot webs out of my hands, but I've lost the ability to run. Yes, I can shoot a laser beam out of my eyeballs, but I can no longer uh, whistle. <laughs> he had a pretty bad trade-off, I think. Yeah, yeah his trade-off was yeah. he couldn't open his eyes. <laughs> I guess that's true. And like, well, you don't know which one I'm talking about. I could have been talking about Superman. <laughs> Oh man, these dogs are really barking, and I don't mean my feet hurt. Mm-hmm. Do you have a dog now? No, I don't have a dog. There's just dogs who live nearby, and they're yelling. Mm. Anyway, anyway, yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to listen. Yes, yeah, no, they I they stopped. Them. They stopped barking as soon as we all got quiet. They're real. I promise yeah. they exist. I could I could have been talking about Superman. So, at that point. yeah, Matt, when this company falls apart, how yeah. cheap would these rings have to get? The most expensive, they would, they would still be where you'd be like, yes, I'm going to get one. I would buy one of these rings for $100. Okay. I would buy one today anticipating that they will be a weird relic of a time that mm. I would need to explain to young people in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like your Surge bucket hat that you can still wear. and be Yes, cool. exactly. I genuinely spent so long trying to buy a Google Glass for exactly this same reason. Mm-hmm. They didn't even want, like, Google Glass was basically just like, I don't know, like, you know how most of the benefits of having a space program are like, we discover other stuff that we can apply to different industries, mm. like stuff yeah. about like thermo, like thermodynamics and like uh, preserving food and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like Google does a lot of space programs. Where they're like, we'll make Google Glass, but the point of it is not necessarily to get everyone into Google Glass. It's that making so Google Glass. Yeah, it'll teach yeah. them. Well, I mean, it'll teach them a lot how to like get how to get tiny and cameras. use data, how to like um, hmm. maybe how to embed tiny cameras in everything in your house. Exactly, so they always know what you're doing. They learn a lot more about like how to get voice recognition to work and noise canceling for uh like noisy areas in your headphones and like quick image recognition yeah um so i i think that it was it's it's a case like that or like remember google wave no Uh, is that the one is that like a disc you put down and then you'd move your hands over top of it no no it was software that predated google docs um where you could basically it was like combination shared document chat room and it was like the first thing where you could live edit documents together with other people um and it never fully developed into a product but all of its features got absorbed into like gmail and gchat and uh, Mm. docs and stuff g unit g unit Mm -hmm. warren g Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm 
Gotta, so anyway, other G things. You know, we were all thinking about it. <laughs> Warren G. Harding is that his name? Yeah, but I already said Warren G. Like the rapper, who's I presumably yeah. named himself after Warren G. Harding. Weird choice, but yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. I genuinely don't know anything about Warren Harding. <laughs> Was he a good president? Probably not. He, they aren't usually. He was a president, so I assume no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <sighs> All right. Anyway, what new story do you have, Louisa? Uh, mine's going to be a quiz for you guys <clears throat> because oh, the new it. story I got, which apparently is news, it was published twenty three hours ago. Rare oh. Pokemon type combinations Gen Ten should use more. Ooh. Okay. This, Love this. The subheadline is. Pokemon has used more than 100 different type combinations throughout the years, but some of them could definitely benefit from more attention. There are also ones that just haven't been used yet. Yeah, it doesn't cover that. I was also curious about that. But I'm going to guess number one is Ghost Normal. Uh, so, the questions are, uh, Pokemon type combos used only once. Do you want to make any guesses? <clears throat> I would rather... I mean, we can do this, but I would rather we... Um, try to design a Pokemon for each type that is unused or is rarely used. Okay. I I like this as a challenge of my Pokemon knowledge, though. Okay. Uh, <laughs> How about this, Jeff? Jeff tries to answer the question, mm-hmm. and then I come up with a design for the type that it is. Yeah. Okay. For a new one. Okay. Uh, now, when it says only once, does that mean like one evolutionary family or only one individual Pokemon? I think it's individual, because some of these seem to be higher-level Pokemon. Okay. Uh, Well, I know Ghost Normal was only used for Hisuian Zoroark and Zorua. Is that one on there? No, it's not. This is probably not a very comprehensive list. You probably know more than whoever wrote this. I have a list of types that have never been used that I have brought up as well, if we want to go into that at some point. Oh, Ghost Dragon is going to be on there. Nope. What? So this isn't working out so great. <laughs> yeah, t- tell me, See, tell me the goddamn combination. We should just design these instead. I'm gonna tell you the combination, Jeff. You're gonna see if you can think of the actual Pokemon, and then Matt, you're gonna think of a different one. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Dragon Fairy. Wait, that hasn't been used yet. What? <laughs> Damn it! I don't know. I didn't think that one was used yet. Uh, the only Pokemon that has ever utilized this combo is Mega Altaria. Oh, Mega Evolutions. They removed those. I forgot all about them. Yeah, which is a shame because uh, Dragon Fairy is a cool combo. Right? Yeah, and I'm going to say the design for a new one would be Puff the Magic Dragon. Yes. Don't yes. You're right. Mm. You're Well, Dragonite is already pretty much that. <laughs> what's that one that's like an old man dragon that lives in clouds grandpa yeah that's the one he's dragon normal that's close (laughs) that's close to puff the magic dragon but i want in my mind puff the magic dragon is like sort of that big bellied dragon like figment from the um the imagination ride at disney Mm -hmm. world yeah uh and he's got little like clouds of sparkles around him yeah i like it okay i like this Figment looks like a Pokemon. Yep. Uh, how about Fire and Water? Volcanion. Yes, correct. Uh, uh, he's one of those weird ones that I think is like a... You can only get it with a special code download guy. Hmm. It doesn't um, seem like a very good combo. No. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like... he's. 
I don't know. He's just some sort of like quadruped with a big ring that I guess is meant to look like a a steam power thing on his back. Like, it's not exciting. Yeah. I was going to say, with steam power, the new design should be a locomotive. Yes. Yeah, there we go. You wouldn't want that to be a steel type? Steel poison? I was worrying about that, but I think that fire and water, I think you could make it work in a way that made sense. I think- I was also thinking about a fire truck. That's I like that, yeah. Yes. I was gonna say, for a locomotive, I want that to be ghost steel, though. I want that to be a ghost train. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, what about, it it starts out as just fire type, and it's a flame wearing, like, a fireman's helmet- uh, and then it evolves into a fire truck and gets water type. Yeah, I like that. You like that, yeah. Ooh, what if it's a a two a two stage um, Dalmatian Pokemon? Oh, that's pretty good. The first one is uh, is a fire type Dalmatian, and then it evolves into a fire water type as it becomes mm-hmm. a fireman. Yep, pretty Call good. The police and the fireman <laughs> make a dragon want to retire, man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Worst lyrics. A dragon old. fairy, specifically. Yep. Uh, so, the last one of only used once is Fighting Ice. Uh, Crabominable. Yes, correct. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm just going to say Sub Zero from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yes! That is exactly <laughs> what I Sub-Zero want. Sub Zero in That's Pokemon. The crossover. <laughs> yes. Um, it's weird because my list has more than the ones you've said, Louisa. Yeah. Well, I'm, your list is ones is that have yet. never been used. Right? I also have a list of ones that have only been used by one legendary Pokemon ever. Mm. Um, uh, yeah. Fire Steel. He trans? Unlikely. I, I don't know what they are. I just oh, know that okay. they've only been used once. Fire Steel, Fighting Rock, Psychic Ghost, and Psychic Dragon. Yeah, using Dragon or Fairy to be like, oh, they only did this once. That feels like cheating because those are later additions. Uh, uh, Dragon's not. Fairy is. Okay, I guess dragon yeah, is dragon just, was in the first gen. It's just very rarely used. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're <clears throat> supposed to. There's like literally one evolutionary family of ghosts and dragons in the first gen. Yeah. They should do a game where the starters uh, evolve into one is a dragon, one is a ghost, and one is a fairy. Yeah, that'd be fun. They've never deviated yeah. from the uh, grass, fire, water, right? Yeah, but they well, right, do but the they all evolve into combinations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you could do a fire one that evolves into fire fairy, and have it be like a like one of those horrible monsters from uh, Fantasia, Swamp Gas, <laughs> where the flames dance around in his hand. Do you remember those? Or the no. fairies from Labyrinth who can interchange their body parts. Mm-hmm. So, or like. So or like those uh, those goblins from Japanese mythology that carry around a spoonful of flaming oil. No, it helps the medicine go down. <laughs> uh, and then you could have the water type evolves into a water ghost and have it be like a La Llorona type. I like it. Very horrible. Uh, and then you could have the uh, grass type evolve into a grass dragon and have it be... I don't know, a tree or something. Isn't there a grass dragon? Oh, I'm thinking of that tall Alolan uh, executor, right? Yeah, he's he's grass dragon. I feel like maybe Mega Sceptile also is grass dragon. Interesting. Uh, This also lists two that are, it says, Pokemon type combos only used twice, and that's Ground Psychic and Flying Ice. 
Flying Ices, Articuno, and oh man, what's the other Flying Ice type? Mm-hmm. Uh, you wouldn't expect is it that it. Snowflake one. Cra- no, cra- no, no. Is it? Um, the is Pokemon it the... design does not seem like it flies. Yeah, is it one of those genie ones, Thunderous or Landorus or whatever? No, it is the humble delivered. All right. Oh yes. That little Santa well, Claus he is a bird. bird. <laughs> yeah, I mean yes, but he seems like the prototypical bird that doesn't fly. Yeah, he's a little penguin yeah. with a Santa sack. Mm-hmm. Cute. They Love should that guy. make a, a flying ice one that's a snowball that's being thrown. <laughs> It, con- you const- it constantly there's just like another Pokemon there to throw it to do all its attacks. <laughs> yeah, is and then it evolves into a cannonball. Is Frosty the Snowman an ice ghost type? In that yes, he's yes. only haunted when he's wearing his magical hat. Yes, absolutely. Okay. It's a Mimikyu type. Of oh my god! You could have it be that you get the hat and then it evolves into a <laughs> snowman wearing that hat. That would be awesome. Uh, Ground Psychic. Any guesses for those? Uh, that's Claydol and Baltoy. Mm-hmm. And then, God, is that one of the new legendaries from Scarlet and Violet, maybe? I don't know. There's only lists Claydol and Baltoy, but I wouldn't be surprised uh, if they missed them out. I see. That counts as twice, even though one evolves into the other. Okay. Apparently, yeah. Boo. Yeah. Uh, and that one should be the Easter Island statues that are just giant heads. You know, Claydol and Baltoy are pretty close. They're the the <laughs> Japanese equivalent of like Jomon uh, era jars. Yeah, mm. and like the things that they use to make gyroids. I guess what Nose else? Pass is kind of like those um, oh, yeah Easter Island statues a little bit. Oh, true. Forgot about that guy. Yeah, Nose Pass is too much of a stretch as a pun. Frankly, I don't even get it. Like compass. Oh. Because it's magnetic, and it's covered in iron filings, and it's got a nose that's like a point for a compass. So you should pronounce it nose-piss? I guess. <laughs> Wait, I still don't understand how nose and cum are related. <laughs> compass! <laughs> not cum. <laughs> no, I know, but the pass part is the same in both, so... Yeah, that's what I'm nose saying. Nose and... Nose can't replace cum. Yeah, I don't. Think. that's what I'm saying. Someone apparently thinks they can, because maybe it's just one short syllable, but no, you can't. Yeah, they do that a lot in Pokemon. Just like, we're going to replace one syllable with a different syllable, and they're not similar. I mean, even delivered is a stretch, because it delivers things, so they want you to pronounce it delibird, but you look at it and you're like, that's delibird. Yeah, that's how I've pronounced it for years until I was like, oh, it's a pun on delivered. Yeah, it's a bad pun. (laughs) Yep. I mean, maybe these make more sense in Japanese, question mark? Some of them do, but some some of them have to get different names in English because the, like, English-speaking audience doesn't know the Japanese pun that yeah. they're making. Yeah. Um, I was reading about, for uh, uh, Legend of Zelda, like-like enemies, <clears throat> and the reason they're called that is a aphorism about... Uh, I can't even remember it, but it, it like... A creature that likes these things will like these other things. Like, it's all the same to them. Mm. Oh, interesting. It's so complicated. I don't remember how to tell you enough to make it make sense. But that's why... If he likes eating shields, he'll also like eating your head. (laughs) Mmm, makes you think. Mm. Yep. I can't believe there's no ice steel Pokemon. 
Aren't there? I mean, there's one alternate yeah, there form I steal. Yeah, that counts. Uh, well, no, it's an alternate form. What do you mean by yeah. alternate form? A regional one? I don't know. <laughs> Jeff, you seem to know what's going on here. I'm just looking at this list, and it says, only used by alternate forms, and one of them is Ice Steel. Oh, it doesn't say what uh, Pokemon uses Ice Steel? Correct. Interesting. Um, Isn't that horrible, pointy bird Ice Steel? Ar- the- armor, Skarmory? Skarmory Flying yeah. Steel. Ah, there we go, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm interested. In, I don't know. Let's let's see if I can find the the ice steel type while Louisa tells us. Oh, our next I combo. I think it's the Alolan <laughs> right. Sand Slash. Yeah, oh, Sand Slash okay. and Sand True. Uh, ice steel is a bad combo though because it's quadruple weak to fighting and fire. I don't give a shit about that. I just want cool designs. <laughs> you can have a fucking. Uh, refrigerator Pokemon. I, That'd be cool. Yeah, I want cool designs, oh, hey. but I want them to be cool designs that don't uh, suck, that are useful. Isn't the Rotom... Oh no, it's Psychic, isn't it? It's a Psychic. That's Electric. Electric, that's Rotom right. Rotom is Electric and a different type each time. Woogie, woogie, woogie. Yep. I do like Rotom. Ugh, I always have to get all the forms, even though they don't count in your Pokedex. Yep. Yeah, yeah. they've never had a Fire Fairy... Or an ice poison. Ice poison, ice poison surely there be could be a good. good one. Yeah, you could have him be called like um, frostbite and have him be a, a have a big mouth. I think that would <laughs> okay. give him resistance to fighting and rock, which are two of the biggest ice weaknesses. That'd be pretty good. Ground fairy. You can have gnomes. Yeah, Come on. give us gnomes. Mm-hmm. Give us gnomes. Like a really cute little mole. <clears throat> oh my god! You could have it be a gnome. Like as as the starting form, and then if you level up two of them in your party at the same time, they evolve into a, a two gnomes standing on each other wearing a trench coat to pretend that they're a normal person. <laughs> yeah, and one That's of the gnomes' good. big noses is sticking out of the bottom of the trench coat, and it looks like the the taller person's dick. Yes, <laughs> is this a good thing? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. They've never had a bug dragon? That seems like that would be yeah, you'd think, the thing they would do. You'd yeah. think Gudro would be the right opportunity since it's like a slug yeah. and a dragon, but nope, just pure dragon type. It's even Weird. got a snail shell in the more recent uh, variant. Yeah. yeah. I, but they just made it steel dragon with that. Crazy. Yeah. I like Rock ghost? They've never had a rock ghost? You could have like a haunted cave or something. A Stonehenge. Wait a minute. There's one that's a haunted ruin of some kind. Yeah, Runorigus is uh, ghost ground, I think. Ah, that's cheating. I don't like it. It is rocks. It should be rock. Rock and ground being two different types is the biggest crime that Pokemon ever did. Yeah, it's really strange. We all agree. (laughs) I if why the fuck are there two? What the fuck? I. That doesn't make any sense. Sorry, I'm no, sorry. it's okay. I'm just getting so mad. I suspect that the reason for some of those things like that is they wanted to make Pokemon like Golem and Onix weaker by giving them an extra type that is weak against all the same things as Ground. Mm-hmm. Um, like just to kind of balance it for the player because multiplayer was added like pretty late in development, so they weren't thinking about that. It's wild how many things they came up with in the 90s when they didn't know it was going to be a huge dynasty of games that they then had to change later. Yeah. 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 Uh, I really like that they've never done normal steel because I feel like they're setting up to do an Iron Shaft Pokemon. (laughs) I thought you were going to say Iron Man. (laughs) (laughs) 
food type oh, one. They're so good. Mm, yes. Yeah, food food type is the only good Pokemon type that they should make. Yeah. There, there are they enough. They have to retcon so many Pokemon, though. Well, they do have enough food types that you could make a party of them if you wanted. It wouldn't yeah. be a strong oh, party, yeah. but... I think food type and sound type are the two that you could make the best argument for, like, being retconned in and added as new types. Hmm, just a list of how many food Pokemon there are. Probably. There's 1,008 if you try hard enough. (laughs) Is that how many Pokemon there are? Uh, I think that's right. Who's your favorite food Pokemon? I think mine is Appleton. The, uh, Pie Dragon, because that's so cute. Yeah. And he's pretty good. He looks delicious. I powered him up way too much in my party just because I liked him so much, so he is a pretty good Pokemon to have. Uh, Does Exegcute count? Sure. I did like Exegcute. Um, I really like um, the tea cup and teapot one. Sinisty, pull tea geist. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, solid bits. Alacreamy is also looks pretty good. Yes. All the different variants. Oh, I like the Gigantamax of that. That becomes a giant multi-tiered cake. Wedding cake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Pokemon's so fun. This is saying that Steeny is a food Pokemon? Oh, yeah, because it's like a lychee fruit or something, right? Apparently it's based on the Mangosteen oh, fruit, which is a tropical... Oh, uh, yeah. A lot of... I think, I think a lot of um, a lot of plant or plant types. A lot of grass types end up kind of counting because they look like little fruits and vegetables. Yeah. yeah. I really like that new evil fire pepper one. Uh, yeah, he's fun. Looks kind of like a dragon with two heads. I don't remember its name, uh, but I like it. Oh, yes. I do remember it's, this it's, now. Uh, it's based on cap- capsaicin. Oh, yeah. Uh, cap- I don't remember. Capsaicin anyway, or something. <laughs> We have to get to Jeff's news story. Oh, yeah, please. It's been so long. Uh, So the news story I found was also about Pokemon, so I was trying to find a different one. Um, Yeah, my first news story was about Barbie, and then you (laughs) talked about that at the beginning, so I had to move away. Uh, I will say, it's very fun. Somebody had their Dragonite in a a gym in Pokemon Go for a year, Mm -hmm. Uh, and they were celebrating one year of their Dragonite not being able to be used in their party because you can't manually remove things from gyms. <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, so it just it, no one was beating it, so it, it had to stay there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I didn't find anything else. It's, it's, there's so many advertisements in the news now. Yeah. You're, are you guys seeing have, this? Have you guys heard about All this? the goddamn <laughs> advertisements in the news? There's so many puff pieces that are like, hey, this new TV show, it's coming out, so that's the article. Yeah, that's true. Um, are there any new TV shows coming out, though? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, there's that interview with the vampire show you could be watching. Yeah. Um, I keep on getting things telling me about the new Mortal Kombat game characters that are being added to it, and... I very rarely know what any of it means. Are they adding I... the guy from the movie with his fancy golden arm? <laughs> Maybe. Apparently they're adding Apparently they're adding Omni-Man yeah. from um, the Invincible comics, which is very weird. Yeah, they they announced in a trailer uh the first DLC pack of characters will include uh like two Mortal Kombat guys and then Omni-Man, Homelander and 
Ah, uh, God, I think there's a third. I think there's a third evil Superman in there. <laughs> Are they all going to have the same move set? Because they're all like, what if Superman was a dick? That would be funny, but they usually do a pretty good job with the guest characters. Uh, oh, Peacemaker. He's not an evil Superman, but he kind of he i mean he doesn't have superpowers but he does suck yeah he's more like a he's more like an evil batman if anything can we talk about the fact that fucking john cena is in barbie it makes me so mad i as soon as he popped up i'm like matt's gonna be mad about this <laughs> yes stop putting wrestlers in movies it sucks he barely They're has a always cameo terrible He's in it. He's in at least two scenes. Yeah, and barely has a cameo. Still, I know, but fucking stop it. <laughs> There's so many actors that need work. John Cena is not an actor. He's terrible. Yeah, it's I feel fine. like the grading curve for wrestlers in things is so uh, generous that people are like, "Oh wow, you know this wrestler did a really good job." No, they didn't. They barely were able to get their lines out in the way a human could. But because they're a wrestler, you're like they did amazing. Uh, yeah, John Cena in Barbie ha- plays a mermaid, and it's clearly just because you people were like, yeah, he doesn't have to wear a shirt, so that'll be good for him, I guess. But he looks so weirdly, like, tanned and deflated like an old soccer ball. <laughs> <laughs> He's, and he can't deliver a line in anything I've ever seen him in. He is not good at delivering lines. Stop giving him lines. Yeah, all it does is say, hi, Barbie, though. <laughs> Yeah, and he does it badly. <laughs> it's pretty hard to fuck that up, but he definitely does. Uh, I liked him in The Suicide Squad. I always have to emphasize the, because I don't want you to think that I like the movie Suicide Squad, which sucks. Is that the yes. one where Cara Delvinge is, like, uh, possessed? That's the first one. Yeah. yeah. Academy Award-winning actress Viola Davis has to say, has to, like, offhandedly be like, yeah, this is the suitcase where we keep a witch's heart so that we can stab <laughs> it with this magic knife in case she betrays us. Anyway, yeah, moving on. The fact on. that Viola, Viola Davis says the phrase fuck the Joker in every scene is also pretty, pretty messed up. <laughs> that would be, that would make that movie way better. <laughs> Honestly, that would be much more like the character of Amanda Waller from the comics. Just like anytime anyone's like, ah, oh, man, we have to break into the, we have to break into the Chattering Teeth factory. I guess, I guess there's only one guy we can call. And she's like, no, absolutely not. I hate the <laughs> Joker. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the idea that there would be anyone in the world of the DC comics that doesn't hate the Joker is is both surprising and predictable, I suppose. Probably make the Joker really mad that people like him. Mm-hmm, that's true. The people that the Joker would hate the most would be his fans. <laughs> you gotta respect him for that. Yeah, that's, you know, you gotta hand it to him. You gotta yep. hand it to the Joker. Just, although I guess that's like Batman hates Batman fans the most. Yeah, he hates their hockey pads. <laughs> yeah, he really does. I'm done with the show now. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you liked our show, please rate and review us on the podcatcher of your choice, and please tell your friends about the show so that we can continue to grow. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter, at HackTheNetPod, or you can find each of us individually on various social medias, and uh, if you message us, you can get an invite to join our Discord, where you can chat with us directly. Uh, you can find me on Blue Sky uh, at Matt Heron, so... If you want to find me... Oh, it's got two R's. Apparently somebody was confused by that. Yeah. If you want to message me on, on Blue Sky, it's at Matt Heron, two R's in Heron. JJK on there. Um, Jeff JK on Discord. 
I think Jeff JK on Steam. You can add me on Steam. Um, that's all. <laughs> In case you want to pl- remote play together through, uh, you know, Fall Guys or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to play a competitive multiplayer game with me, uh, I have bad news for you. I don't play those. But if you want to join my World of Warcraft guild... Oh, man. You remember World of Warcraft guilds? No, Are I they still going on? Do people still play that game? Probably. People definitely do. I don't, but yeah. people do. Actually, genuinely, if you want to play Diablo 4 together, though, that would kick ass. I love playing Diablo 4, and no one I know is playing it. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Yeah. If you want to talk to me about Pokemon but not Diablo 4, you can contact me at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. Please come back next week. But in the meantime, don't forget to keep your pockets on Shrek. Don't read the comments. Yeah, I'm the best around. We talked a long time about Pokemon, you guys. Talked a long time about Pokemon, you guys. <laughs>